Hello and welcome to Word for the Day. This is Father Pete Matthews from St. Patrick's Anglican Church in Lexington, Kentucky. And on today's episode, we wrap up our journey um, looking at Luke 13, 1 through 9, leading up to the third Sunday in Lent. And we're continuing to look at the parable of the fig tree where Jesus describes how fruit leads to repentance, or, or the way the stories are juxtaposed, it shows us that repentance leads to fruit. So let me talk about what fruit is. I, th- I think the best way to define it is really what Paul does in Galatians 5, the fruit of the Spirit, a transformed life. So Paul picks up this metaphor of fruit in Galatians 5, and he says, hey, don't, don't walk by the flesh, which means flesh isn't really a description of you know, your skin and bones, but, but a metaphor for him of the way of life that's, that's away from God, that moves away from God a sinful way of life, a self-centered way of life. Don't walk in that way. Instead, walk in the Spirit, and you'll bear fruit. And the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And he says, look, against such things there is no law. In other words, if you put on, if this fruit is born in your life, you will actually fulfill God's law. You will love God and love your neighbor as these qualities are present. So that, that really is what fruit is about. Fruit is becoming, another way to say it is, is growing into becoming a person who loves God and loves people. So it's related to how we talk about spiritual formation around St. Patrick's. We say spiritual formation is cooperating with the Holy Spirit to become a person who loves God and loves people. And so repentance is really at the heart of spiritual formation because we're turning away from sin, self-centeredness, and the devil to Christ so that we can cooperate with him. And he's present with us through the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And we can bear fruit. We can love God and love people. We can be defined by love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Then there's another dimension. Those qualities will show up in behaviors. And so there's kinds of behaviors that characterize Christians. Things like, you know, we, we learn to become generous um, to the church and to the needy and to God's mission. We, we share our resources. We, we learn to be honest and act with integrity. We learn to take our work seriously and be diligent and work hard. We, we learn to, um, if we're if we're in a household, to love the members of our household well and treat them with respect and honor. Um, we learn to act in humility. So these, these kind of heart qualities show forth in how we live. So technically, the, the new way we live, that's not repentance. That's the fruit of repentance. Repentance is the actual turning Maybe you could think of it this way. It's an analogy, an analogy. Analogies always break down. But, you know, I have a, a, a water hose faucet in the front of my house. And I keep a hose on there when it's warmer. And um, one of the things I'll do is I'll, I'll clean my driveway. And so to clean my driveway, I need water to come out of that faucet through my hose. And I have a spray nozzle where I can kind of, it's not a power washer, but you know, I can sort of turn up the pressure and spray a lot of the dirt off and spray it into my yard. Um, so, but to get that done, nothing will happen as long as the faucet is off. 
But when I turn the faucet on, everything else will happen. So turning the faucet on, that's kind of like repenting. But if I really turn the faucet on, water will come out and the water will clean my driveway. And the fruit of my turning the faucet on, if you will, is the clean driveway. Now again, the analogy breaks down a little bit because of the, the, the role of me spraying with the hose. But, but maybe that paints a little bit of a picture and that's helpful. Um, they go together. If, I, if, you, if you really turn, turn to Christ, you really will be transformed. You really will have fruit. So in our own Christian lives, um, we want to pay attention to our fruit bearing. Now, we can be kind of obsessed with this in a way that's really unhealthy. Um, I went through a season like that in my own life. I've helped other people with this where they're so afraid that they won't bear fruit that they're constantly like, like looking underneath the leaves of their lives and seeing if there's any kind of fruit and they're just terrified if it isn't perfect. That, that's, that's wrong. That's a, that's a wrong, that's not healthy. Um, older Christian teachers called that scrupulosity and having scruples where you're just constantly just, just worried and fearful and kind of under condemnation. Listen, Jesus went to the cross. You are forgiven. You are right with God. Your repentance is not what makes you right with God. It's what Christ did. And you were loved and forgiven. And there is an infinite eternal mercy given to you. On the opposite end, though, is this problem where it's like people just come glib. Like, it doesn't matter. I'm saved by grace. Some of just be worldly and just not care about it. And that's really dangerous, too, because you can actually maybe be in that place where you, quote, are religious or, quote, believe the gospel, but you've never really repented and there's no new life. So the challenge is to live in this place where, where you can rest in your adoption as a son or daughter of God. You can rest in your forgiveness. You can receive God's love but then choose to cooperate with him to bear fruit. And that's really the right posture, I think, of discipleship and the posture the New Testament invites us into. So hope all that was helpful, that I really extrapolate a lot out of that text. Um, sort of did a little bit of a midrash, as, as the rabbis would have done, and played around with its implications. But I hope you found that helping, helpful and encouraging this week. God bless and have a great day.